Hi. On Friday, February 23rd in Worcester, Massachusetts, Lindsay and I recorded a live episode of the Lindsay Walks podcast in front of a live audience. And this is the audio from roughly the first half of that live event. Uh, and I'll be releasing the second half in just a few minutes. If you've been listening to the podcast all along, then you probably already have all the context you need. So feel free to skip ahead about a minute in this recording. For anyone else, uh, if this is your first encounter with Lindsay and her journey, then I wanted to give a little context. So Lindsay lives in central Massachusetts, and in November of 2016, she and her boyfriend Tim drove down to South Carolina, and Lindsay started walking towards the Pacific. Tim was there for the first week, but after that, she mostly traveled alone, except for a dog named Cynthiana, or Athena for short, who she met up with Arkansas in February of 2017, and Lindsay and Athena traveled together for the rest of the way to the West Coast and back, and Athena is living with Lindsay still. After reaching the Pacific, Lindsay and Athena made their way back via car and electric bicycle, and they finally made it home not too long before Thanksgiving of 2017. So about once a week while she was traveling, Lindsay would call me to talk about the week's events, and the Lindsay Walks podcast is made up of recordings of those conversations. So this live event was kind of the culmination of it all and the final hurrah, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I think that's about it. So let's get to that live show. Hi, my name is Lindsay Monroe, and I walked across the country, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I took my time, and I had a good time. Oh, Lindsay had a plan to walk from sea to shining sea and meet the many people who make up this country. So tune in every week to hear her stories along the way as Lindsay walked across the USA. Come here, girl. Um, cool. So welcome home. Thanks. <laughs> it's been a few months. It's been, yeah. Uh, how is uh, Cynthiana enjoying the New England winter? Uh, she's not. She likes Arkansas weather, I've mm. noticed. Uh, but she is becoming a bit of a couch potato as well. So all that 20 miles a day, I think she's happy to be warm and eat lots of treats and sit on the couch and watch Netflix with me. <laughs> Binge watch, yeah. Yeah, that seems fair. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I was thinking about doing uh, is... Before the, before you left, like a couple months before you left, um, I recorded some conversations between you and me and also some other people, and I thought I might play a few little short excerpts from it, basically to embarrass and humiliate you in front of your friends and family. I think that's fantastic. I'm game. If I'm doing the math right, so you'll be getting out to California uh, around like May, June, July, right? Yeah, yep. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's my math, too, yeah. That's the hope. <laughs> yeah. And yes. that's, so there's the... Hopefully, like, end of May, beginning of June is my goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could be July, though. Let's just call it August. Yeah. Let's May- just call it the middle of August. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I like about that is nothing we said was accurate. Maybe May, June, July. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How about August 16th? Yeah. Um, but I figured that, uh, so, you know, along the way, a lot of sort of things about your plan must have changed, right? So Yeah, I didn't end in California either. Yeah, no, yeah, that's that the other was, thing. Yeah, that's the other big thing. Uh, like in Southern California either. I went all, all the way to Oregon, Northern Oregon too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gets hot in the desert in the summer. Right. Yeah, that was all about desert avoidance. Right? Yes. And because of the dog. I could have hacked it, but the dog wasn't going to make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely all her. <laughs> 
It was hot. All right, let's hear another little thing here. I do plan on that once I hit Arizona stopping. Uh, Peter Lick is one of my favorite photographers, and he has done some amazing things at Bryce Canyon, Antelope Canyon. Um, so I kind of want to stop for a little bit, rent a car, yes, because I can't walk from National Park to National Park. I would never, but I want to get in and hike into these places and take pictures. Then get back on my path right where I left off from. But also one of the reasons that, you know, I was flying over the country. I've flown over the country a couple of times and driven across it. And, like, you come across these places, these, like, empty spaces, and then you see, like, a house. I mean, when you're flying, so many miles go by, and then you see another house. Like, who lives there? Like, this is so interesting. Like, acres and acres and miles and miles. It's like, how did you look at groceries? Like, you know, this is fascinating to me. These are things that I want to learn and see and understand and be a part of. I want to work on your farm maybe for a couple of days and you feed me. Like, it's it's amazing how fascinating just the United States is. Never mind traveling across the world and everything. Like, there's so much right here that I don't understand or know. Uh. So I feel like you probably, I don't know. What do you think about that? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know I said all that. Um, <laughs> You're very well spoken, Lindsay. I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> very vast. Yes. Uh, I was absolutely right about these vast open spaces and uh, even the like people getting groceries. Some people would have trailers um, like near their job because they had to drive a hundred miles to get to work. So they would work five days and sleep in a trailer next to like the gas station that they worked at. And the only jobs that were around was the gas station. Um, like I went into the visitor center in New Mexico and the gas station right when you cross the border. And then the next town is like 10 miles. And every, I was invited to a birthday party. And every single person at the birthday party worked at the gas station and the visitor center. And it was because there was nothing. For so many miles, those were the only jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, it's very interesting. And um, yeah, lots of farmland and oil and yeah uh people though don't have a problem getting their groceries yeah <laughs> well, that's good yeah i remember but they you, do have to drive far i feel like you told me at some point since you've come back that um you ran into a bunch of people who are like homeschooling their children and basically the form that takes is for them to learn how to do the family business yeah i mean yeah so even the family i stay with in prague they uh i noticed in the south a lot of it partially based on religion. Um, A lot of them homeschooled for religious purposes. But yeah, other people, they owned a restaurant, so they the kids would learn, but they would also roll silverware and clear tables at age six and seven. And I was like, yes, yes, learn how to do hard work and grunt work. Um, And those kids are awesome and like almost 12-ish if you talk to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There is one other thing I wanted to play uh, just because, you know, whenever I told people about the podcast or about you, you know what question they asked. asked, Why? Exactly. 100%. And so this is the the thing that you told me before you left that stuck with me the most. Okay. Um, So this is a little little bit longer, but uh, hopefully you'll indulge me. So the saddest thing that ever happened to me is I was driving to Las Vegas. I had um, just graduated from photography school and I was driving to Las Vegas 
And I hit all these floods in New York. Yes, upstate New York. And so I was like two or three days late for my first day of work. And I'm like, no, there's literally floods. And they didn't believe me because they don't know anything. They're in Las Vegas. They don't believe me. They just think I'm some 23-year-old floozy, whatever. I was like, no, really. So I sent them digital pictures. And it was like, digital didn't really exist then. I'm so old. I mean, it did. But, like, nobody had on their phone. Like, having it on your phone was expensive. Right. Um, Sending a text message was 10 cents a text. Like, that kind of thing. So I was... I had to, I was two or three days behind because of all these floods. And I even have film pictures of all these floods in upstate New York and like Oneonta and stuff. So I'm on my way and I'm driving to Utah. And my plan was Arches National Park. Now, there's this one famous arch, okay, in Utah. Ansel Adams. It's the most famous arch that's ever existed in mm-hmm. America. And I didn't have time because I was on my way to work. And I drive by the sign for Arches National Park. It's like, oh, but I have to go see that arch. I have to take that picture that Ansel Adams like took. I want to stand in the, I want to put my tripod in that spot. Well, guess what? On my way home, a year and eight months later, the arch broke. It fell. It doesn't exist anymore. I was so busy and in a hurry to get to work that I missed one of the most beautiful natural things in this country that one of the most famous photographers had ever taken a picture of. And I think that's part of the reason why I want to do this is that sometimes I see sunsets and I see things and I'm like, oh, I got it to work. Like, I don't even have time to stop and take an iPhone photo. And what a sad thing for humans to just like miss the most beautiful things as they're like driving by walking. Cause they're just in such a hurry. They're in such a hurry. So, like, for six to eight months, I get to just be the slowest moving snail and not miss a thing. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's a story that made a real impression on on me. But um, sort of looking back on it, first of all, I'm, I know a lot of people hate hearing themselves, and so I, I apologize for subjecting you. <laughs> that's to okay. That. Um, but uh, do you, like... So that kind of stuck out to me for a reason to do it. I don't know if that was the most important reason to you or if your reasons evolved as you traveled. I could give you a hundred reasons as to why I walked across America or wanted to walk across America. I couldn't give you one. Um, that's probably like, there's just, <laughs> yes, Thina, I agree. Um, like there's just, there's just, someone give her a milk bone. Yeah. But yeah, we are all in a hurry. And I found myself every day, like, you know, in my box or house, in my tin can, my car, and then in another box at work just all day. And like, I couldn't go hang out with friends because I was like, oh, I'm busy working. And yeah, I would drive by the sunset because I just want to get home. And uh, that's not living. I just felt like I was just another body moving in space and time. And I wasn't experiencing and like taking everything in. Uh, I... I have never been as mentally like healthy as I was on the road in my life. Like that was the best state of mind. And it's cause I was outside every day. Like I took in every sunset. I never took anything for granted. Um, funny story about Arches national park though. So I tried to go there this time, but I don't think it wants me to come. So <laughs> I left Thena 
at a gas station for two hours by accident. Uh, I was walking with Logan at the time and we were kind of arguing about who's going to drive. And so I, she jumped out of the car and I tied her up in the shade and gave her some water. And then we were at the gas station, probably 15 minutes. We come out, we're having this argument, like throwing the keys at each other. I mean, we are friends now. We had a lot of arguments, but that's okay. Um, so we get in the car and drive all the way to Arches National Park, get into the park. And the guy's like, it's about to close for the night. You have about 15 minutes. I'm like, what? No, I'm sleeping in the arches and all of a sudden Logan puts his hand back and goes Thena you've been so quiet and he's like Thena and I just burst out in tears because I realized oh my god I never untied her and put her back in the car so we had to drive two hours all the way back to go get her and then uh, with the car rental and time it we never got back to Arches National Park, and I feel like I'm not supposed to go. I don't know. <laughs> so that kind of brings up, like, now you're back. Yes. And so you're not doing that anymore. Sleeping outside? or? Well, yeah, like you said. Well, as far as I know. I, it's I a mean, little I, cold, but as soon as it warms up. <laughs> no, I mean, like you said, that, you know, the time on the road is when you, were, you feel like you're the most mentally healthy. And yes. Everybody should just walk across the country. And you talked about like your life living in boxes, essentially. Yes. And now you're kind of. I'm living in boxes again. Yeah. yeah. I'm working seven days a week, about 60 hours a week, just like before. Yeah. But now uh, every time I kind of get discouraged about it, I think about it as it means to my next adventure. So like I'm just saving money so that I can, you know, go climb a mountain or take six months and walk across New Zealand or hike, you know, the Appalachian Trail. So, um there's always a light at the end of whatever tunnel you might think that you're in. And so yeah. I'm much more optimistic than I used to be, mm -hmm. I think, because I know that there's so much out there. Didn't you, um, maybe I'm misunderstanding this, but I know you walked across from your chair. Yeah. But didn't you like walk back? No, I biked halfway back. It was an electric bike. Like it had a little, I had a little help. It was pedal assist. Even so, I wasn't done. You didn't think I could fly home. I didn't. I uh, I wasn't done yet. I uh, when I was thrown, you know, the challenge was thrown down to possibly bike back. And uh, at first, I was going to do the whole country back, like straight from Portland. And I realized, like funds wise and just cold weather, that that wasn't possible. But I said I can do half the country. And the company who gave me the bike said. Okay. And so I uh, said, why not? I mean, I just walked for nine months in two days. What's 48 days on a bike, you know? Continuing sort of to talk about being back, like were there any kind of unexpected challenges or, or issues that you ran into? Like your friend Erin, uh, who also walked across the yes, country. Yes, Erin Pretty. Love yeah. that girl. Um, she mentioned that w when she was back, whenever she was driving someplace, she whenever she passed a rest area, she wanted to stop because when you're walking, you know, anytime you have a chance to stop and use the bathroom and get something yes, to eat, you bathrooms, take it. Bathrooms, yeah. Um, yes. So that had never occurred to me. Like, um, So actually, this is when I was in, I just come back, and this might be too personal, but that's okay. I'm pretty shameless. Um, and I was in Worcester, like, meeting a client, having lunch, and I had to pee after the meeting, and I walked behind the restaurant, 
because my car was parked back there. And I was like, oh, that bush is great. And I like just almost took a pee outside because it was just I'm so used to it. And I kind of prefer it at this point. Like I found that it's like, I don't know, like I just got really used to peeing outside. And so that actually like I stopped and like started moving towards this bush to pee in. And then I was like, oh, right. They have one in the restaurant that I was just in. Or I could just get in my car and go home because I'm going to be home in 15 minutes. Yeah. So I just I just went home and then used my bathroom. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you told me uh, a story about conditioner. Yeah, it was, I think like it was I got, I got home and I took my first shower at home and I like picked up the conditioner bottle and it had been there for a year. So there's like this much left in it. I realized I had to go to the store and buy a bunch of stuff. But I kind of looked at it and I was like, wow. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm home. It's been a year. This is the same conditioner that I use. Like before, I, it, it's hard to explain it in a way that like somebody else can understand, but it was very like weird. Uh, also, like every all the stuff that I usually use, like the dressings and stuff in the fridge were completely expired. <laughs> so I had to go through the fridge and like throw a bunch of stuff out. It's like, oh, my salad dressings. Okay, these are all a year old. Uh, I mean, I want to be clear that your your apartment was not uninhabited while you no, were gone. No, no. But Tim doesn't use those things. He doesn't use hair conditioner or <laughs> salad dressing. He doesn't eat salad. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfectly understandable. Um, Actually, yeah, he does sometimes have it. If it comes with the meal. Right. I feel like while you were on the road, there was a certain amount of, like, celebrity isn't really the right word, but, like, I mean, whenever you met someone, you instantly had something to talk about, I feel like. Well, yeah, I definitely wasn't short of stories. I'm yeah. still not short of stories. Um, I don't think I've ever been short of stories, but now well, I have so many more. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, there was like certain towns where they're so small that they every single person from that town like saw you walking down the road on their way to work. And then they saw you again on their way home from work, you know, like so they saw you twice. And then we're just kind of like, is like that a convict? Is that a woman pushing a baby? Like, did she just leave some troubled house and like pack all her things into her baby stroller and leave? Because that happened and the cops stopped me because they got a phone call that I was like an abused woman who had my baby and my things in a stroller and just left like just walked away from my house and I was like no hi yeah uh and then yeah I got a free sandwich out of it so that was cool yeah but um yeah yeah I don't know if it was celebrity or just kind of like everybody heard about me I was definitely I mean this is you know I was in some small town so it was like the biggest news well I just like what you know I hear you talk like this was you can t you can correct me yeah. and tell me that I'm wrong about this. Kind of my impression from talking to you every week is that kind of a standard approach that you would do is you would get to a town. Yep. You would find like a bar. Yes. You would go in. Someone would say, "I do well in bars." Yeah. Someone would be like, "Oh, what are you? You know, like what's your story?" And you say, "I'm walking across the country," and then you would talk to everyone in the bar, and everyone in the bar would instantly be your best friend. Yes, and, that was uh, common, yeah. And then, you know, like, listening to you talk about it, I was like, if I tried to do this, after, I would probably be dead in a couple <laughs> of weeks just because I don't, despite what I'm doing right now, I don't really like talking to people and I just <laughs> would like, I would go to a bar and sit in the corner and read a book, you know, and, and not Coke, talk not to even anyone. A, yeah, not even a Jack and Coke, That's true, just Diet like Coke. a Coke. Oh, Diet I was, Coke, yeah. I was down in Georgia 
for the month of January. And right. uh, while I was there, um, I played some music at this at this restaurant bar. I went there thinking there was an open mic. There was no open mic, but the bartender was like, why don't you play some songs for us anyway? I was like, the people here did not sign up for this. But, <laughs> but I did it. And then at the end, uh, the bartender says, uh, I got a gentleman over here who wants to buy you a drink. And I said, oh, that's great, but I just really want a Diet Coke. And everyone in the bar just goes, Ugh. <laughs> He's one of them. And I said, I know, it's a shame. I know you play music in bars all the time. You would have free drinks all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Let me say it. So the bar thing. Yes. How I always did so well. Um, like I learned after. So I when I was in um, Alabama in Muscle Shoals where all the music is, I stayed with this really cool like 21 year old couple. And I really wanted to go to Helen Keller's house. And, oh, my mom actually met that Millie and Austin. Um, so when we got to the house, it was five minutes from closing and Millie, this girl I'm staying with is like, she walked all the way from South Carolina just to see Helen Keller's house. How can you tell us no? (laughs) And this like 75 year old woman was like, you guys just do whatever you want and just let us in. No, didn't charge us anything. And I was like, damn, that's good. I'm going to use that. So I would like go to a bar and I was like, oh. I walked all the way from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, just to have a Cape Cod here. You know, yeah, yeah. And like one woman had to defrost cranberry juice just to make, and I, and I was like, never mind, I'll just have a vodka lemonade. And the guy was like, no, 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 she'll do it. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I did walk all the way here from South Carolina. She should probably defrost that cranberry juice. Um, so that would then somebody next to me be like, uh, yeah, okay, nice story. I'm like, no, you didn't see the dog attached to a cart out front? They're like, actually, I did. And then the conversation would start, and the next thing you know, I had a place to sleep, and I had free dinner and free drinks. Sweet. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, come on down. Come on down. Old high school friend here. I was just wondering if Lindsay recorded how many free drinks, free beverages, along the complete journey. Ah, that would be too many to count. Probably as many as however many miles I walked. No, that's that's (laughs) a lie. Uh, Lots in Altus, Arkansas, because I was working in the tasting room, but I guess I basically worked at tasting all of the wine. Yes, Eli, uh, many. Yeah. Actually, I was, was, this is something I was kind of wondering about, because uh, on the one hand, like, you know, you're walking every day. It's, you know, you're incredibly active. You're outdoors. It's like incredibly health, you know, this healthy lifestyle. Right. On the other hand, you're spending a lot of time like eating food from gas stations. Yes. I've never eaten worse in my life. Right. So I guess that's not really a question so much as an observation. Yeah, that's a good observation. Like uh, cup of noodles too. Like, so yeah, I mean, you're trying to do this healthy thing and I was eating whatever I could too. Cause sometimes when it was really cold, if you didn't eat enough food and your calorie outtake was so high, if you didn't intake enough, it was hard to stay warm at night. So food was a big deal in the winter, but, uh, got so much fried food and just garbage from the slim gyms. Me, every time I stopped to use a bathroom, I felt really bad if I didn't buy something. I don't know why. So I'd always buy a slim gym and split it with Dina. Um, every time pepperoni. Oh, and pizza sticks. That's like a thing in the South. They're awesome. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like a deep fried, like pizza pocket. It's awesome. (laughs) It's so bad, but so good. Um, but gas stations down there, sorry, gas stations down there have like full grills. Like I had one of the best burgers at the park and blow handy mart. (laughs) 
park and blow handy mart. What if, people used to park, they blew their horn, and it was very handy because the person would come out and hand you whatever it was that you wanted. It was in there, it was in there. <laughs> there was a picture of it. <laughs> but yeah, I had like the best burger there. Yeah. Yeah. A gas station that a car had just driven through too, yeah. So it was all like construction, but yeah. We're talking about food. Yes, you walked the AT. Yes. Yes. And... uh do you do you miss that like, where you could eat anything and you would not gain weight but and everything tasted good yeah 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 it did it, like like a pizza stick yeah i'm sure it's terrible today but um I, yeah even when i came home i was kind of eating the way that i was eating and i was like oh i've already gained a couple pounds great i can't eat 5000 calories a day but it was nice to just be like i'll have this and i'll have that and i'll have this yeah and it did taste really good. So did show showers felt so good. Oh yeah, showers are great. Um, resupplying at a gas station was normal. Yeah. So chips and jerky. Yep. That kind of stuff. It all tasted great. Yeah, Reese's Pieces and smart food for me. People, people live on pop tarts. Yeah. Yep, and cup of noodles. You pick up ramen and cup of noodles at the gas station too. Yeah, it was. It, but even my cup of noodles taste good. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when you left before you left. Uh, you and your mother Mom. talked. Yeah, and I recorded that, and and that was like the the question of your diet was one that came up. Yep, as an, an area of concern. Yes. Because I said something like, "I'll probably have to go to McDonald's," and my mother said, "You'll do what?" Like walking across America was like, oh, that's fine, but you're going to go to McDonald's? Yeah. You can't eat there. So I only went to like three, shockingly. Yeah. Because yeah. usually when there was a McDonald's, there was a Subway. So yeah. 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 That's, Subway, you can, <laughs> can slim, make it work. Yeah. Between that and the Slim Jims, it's great. Yes. So did you eat any vegetables at all? Uh, whenever I got to people's homes, I was like, I just want like steak or chicken and and vegetables and like do you have fruit but like I, I would hit grocery stores too so when I went to a grocery store I would always buy fruit and salad and I always buy like three apples like one for each morning until like the next stop but yeah fruit and vegetables were a treat that was like ha joy <laughs> so you've met a bunch of people along the way obviously including some people who had who were themselves were crossing the country yes um, and one of whom is here tonight, right? Yes. One of them is here. Nate. <laughs> so Nate and I uh, stayed in the same hostel, the Spoken Hostel, which had a really big impact on me because it was just awesome. And the people there took such good care of you. And it was donation based. So even if you had no money, you could still stay there. And uh, it's like a bunch of people who are crossing and they tell stories and uh, it was it was an amazing experience. And Nate and his friend Eli, who were biking from Portland to Portland, stayed there probably two, a week after me or like nine days after me, though they caught up to me in like two days. Um, <laughs> and so I'm just walking down the road and I see this cyclist like cross the road. I'm like, no cyclist ever stops to talk to me. Cause they usually are just like, oh, I'm in a mission here. And this guy crosses, he's like, Hey, you must be Lindsay. And I'm like, you must have stayed at the spoken hostel. That's the only reason you would know who I am. 
And he's like, I sure did. Where are you sleeping tonight? I had already walked 11 miles. And I was like, ah, the side of the road. (laughs) I said, all the campgrounds are full and they're 23 miles away. He's like, yeah, me and my buddy Nate already have a spot. So if you can make it, you can stay. I'm like, it's 1130 now. Um, I'll probably see you around 930 tonight. Sounds good. So I did make it. It was my longest day. It was a 34-mile walk. Yeah. And I will give Thena a lot of credit because it was all, it was all up. It was uh, the elevation got – I actually noticed my um, breath, like my breathing getting labored from the elevation because you're headed up to Mount Hood. So you're, you're a couple miles short at the campground of Mount Hood. So I was like I – was, I was struggling a little bit. It was 34 miles and it was all uphill. And uh, I made it there and could not find them because it was a huge campground and they don't have a car or anything or signs and it was dark and there's no lights at campgrounds really. And so I had like my, eye. yes, okay, I didn't know where my flashlight was, at the bottom of all my stuff. So I had like my iPhone flashlight and I'm trying to find these two guys and like somehow my iPhone reflected off of the, the reflector of a bike and I was like, Eli. Eli. And all of a sudden, Nate wakes up. He's like, are you Lindsay? (laughs) And these two guys, like, helped me set up my tent. And then, yeah, we had a good morning and ate a shit ton of food. But, yeah, so Nate, come on up. (laughs) So Nate's from Framingham. Or Nate works in Framingham. He's from Massachusetts. So we found that out that, like, I live in Marlboro. (laughs) So this is Nate, guys. Hi, guys. Actually, I wouldn't have biked back if I hadn't met you guys because I was like, oh, you did it in, what, 50? So my route was Portland, Maine to Portland, Oregon, and then the extra 100 miles to Astoria. Um, It was 60 days end to end, 54 of those biking, six rest days. Now, I did half of the country in 48 days, and I had a battery. So let's just put into perspective how awesome these two were. But I was like, oh, well, if they did the whole country, I can totally do half of it in 48 days, yeah. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So do you like, I don't know, do you, are you, when you hear Lindsay talk about this sort of crossing the country, is this stuff that you relate to or do you have a different kind of perspective on it? Yeah, I can, I can relate to the food thing a lot. (laughs) I was, I was back there nodding, um, the whole time when you were talking about food, um, cause it's all about weight. Uh, we, we can't carry too much at a time. Uh, and so I would, every morning I would go to a McDonald's. Sorry, mom. And I'd have, you believe it? He's so trim. I'd have two egg McMuffins and then I'd bike 10 miles and get hungry. Yeah. Um, We had breakfast together and they're like, yeah, and like eight miles from here, we're going to go to this amazing breakfast place. I'm like, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, you just eat a ton. Uh, yeah. So McDonald's and Walmart, that was my main stops. Um, as much as I hate both of those places. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> Did you meet other cross-country travelers? We met, I think, somewhere between six and ten cross-country cyclists. Um, but Lindsay was the only one crazy enough <laughs> that, that we met that was walking. Um, so that, that, was, that was different. <laughs> it stood, stood out to us. <laughs> Dana thinks so, too. Uh, 
I think what was interesting too, when we were watching the sideshow, as soon as it hit Oregon, we were like, he's like, so wait, that place where you were like dying on the side, Brogan Hill, that hill was awful. And the show, you know, so he's sitting, we're in the back commiserating about all these terrible hills once you basically hit Oregon. Yeah. And it's the desert. No trees. You can't get shade. It, ugh, yeah. yeah. Eastern Oregon's not that fun. Yeah, no. Yeah, it was like the one night I didn't have cell phone service. And um, Eli's sister called the state police because because we didn't have cell phone service. And we usually check in every night, at least send a text. And we were way out of cell phone range. Um, And so we couldn't send even a text. And so she called the state police and then they were looking for us all night and then they come they came to our campsite in uh, in unity i think oh, it I was unity, yeah. yeah right after brogan yep um it's not a town yeah <laughs> so they came to our campsite and they're like oh we're, we're two cyclists are missing have you seen them and eli was like nope <laughs> we'll let you know if we find them um <laughs> and we we carried on he we, didn't, we didn't know anybody was looking for us. <laughs> that was two other cyclists. <laughs> I remember that story. So, so when did when so so when was your trip? I started on May twenty fifth of the last year, so twenty seventeen, um, and ended on uh, July twenty fourth. Quick. It was it was fast in comparison. Um, we would do at least 60 miles a day. Yeah. Yeah. Once once you get out west, you can do on a bike a hun- over 100 and it's not a big deal. Okay. No, I met a lot of other cyclists crossing the country. Yeah. No, these guys were pretty. I mean, you guys were in the higher ranges of like cyclists. That's 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 good to hear. <laughs> the other thing I would point out about that is that you travel during the summer, whereas you let Lindsay left in November. Yeah. Yeah. And uh so I don't know. And they were in the north the whole time, too. Right. Well, yeah. you would have to be. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I guess you wouldn't have to be. But like, no. if you had if you had not been in the south, like, I don't even well, know. Well, everybody in the south was like, why are you in the south in the winter? I'm like, because I don't want to be here in the summer. That sounds terrible. <laughs> like, who wants to be in the south in the summer other than people from the south? I don't know. Um, thank you very much. Thanks, Nate. Nate. So that's it for the first half of the live show. I'll post the second half shortly. In that half, Lindsay is going to tell some more stories from the trip, and she'll sort of reflect back on what she learned and answer some more questions from the audience. So check that out. So tune in every week to hear her stories along the way as Lindsay walks across the USA. 